Good morning, everyone. Um, so, Happy New Year, first, first Sunday of the year. Um, so, it's a huge privilege for me to be able to start off 2024 and also starting off our new theme, which is called Move Your Body, where we're going to be looking at the body of Christ and the different parts that each of us have to play in that. So, to start us off today, I'm going to be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 to 24. Um, and 1 Corinthians, it was written to the early church as it was forming in Corinth by Paul. And he wrote to them because there was like some errors in the ways they were doing things, a few like misunderstandings between people in the church. And this letter has made its way to the Bible. So I think we can in, like infer from that that actually some of the things that were going on then can still be things that we might be struggling with as a church today. Um, and there's going to be things in there that are going to help us too. So yeah, so if we just read now starting at verse 12, it says... Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptised by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts we think less honourable, we treat with special honour. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving great honour to the parts that lacked it. Um, so there are so many different and unique roles that God asks each of us to play a part in, in the body of Christ. And there's loads of these roles that um, Paul there talks about as being necessary, that actually there's certain roles that God wants to be part of the body of Christ and need to be taken on by someone. Um, and we see so many examples of this, first of all, in the early church. So in the early church, there's loads of different roles that start to form in the different churches around. And just some examples to give us an idea of some things that were happening. Is that we see in Acts 8, the people of the early church are said to spread the gospel wherever they would go. Um, and then in Acts 11, it says that so many people then came to have their lives transformed by Jesus because of this. In Acts 9, we see a man called Ananias. He responds to a vision given from God, um, actually to Paul, who ends up, who writes this letter. But at the time, he's Saul and he has this, he's a Jewish and Jewish leader and he's been persecuting Christians. And Ananias has this vision from God that he needs to go and speak about Jesus to, to Saul. And actually, there's huge transformation in Saul's life to becoming Paul and to becoming um, the like incredible uh, preacher and minister that he became to be. 
In Romans 16, we see a woman called Phoebe, who it says she helps Paul minister to the Roman church. And Paul also talks about and commends her for hospitality and generosity. So that's like another three roles that are going on. Um, There's loads of different things. There's two people called Priscilla and Aquila, who Paul talks about being fellow workers with him. They also go on like a physical journey from uh, Corinth to Ephesus, where they're supporting him. They spiritually support him. Uh, They actually train up another leader called Apollos. Um, And there's so many other things. We see amazing, great encouragers in the early church. We see people opening up their homes for other people to stay in. And we see people actually hosting those first churches inside their houses. So that's just kind of a a few little things that go on in the early church. There's hundreds more than that. Um, And I think we can also look at some other types of roles that we see talked about in the Bible as well in spiritual gifts that they're like another side of the roles that we have to play um, and I'm not going to go too much into that because there's a loads of stuff on the YouTube because John Andrews did an incredible discipleship course with us last year called Walking with the Spirit so if you want to learn any more about the spiritual gifts loads of stuff there Um, And then there's examples that we can even see in our church. We can see that so many different people are more suited to different serving teams and serve so well in certain places. And then we see people that are contending in prayer for our church, that are incredible encouragers. We see people who will go and visit elderly and unwell members of our congregation. There's just so many roles that it would be impossible to name everything that's going on in our church. Um, And actually how amazingly blessed we are that we have got so many people that are stepping into the part that God's asking them to play um, at the moment. Because actually the, the things, the gifts that we get given and the like, things that we've got going, that God's given to us, actually, you, you have a small, it feels to you, you have no idea what God could do with that. That it, it's going to be incredibly more than we could ever imagine. And those steps of faithfulness in just doing what God is asking you to do. Um, yeah, it just could, uh, more than we could ever um, imagine in how God's going to use those things. Um, but something that specifically caught my attention reading this passage um, and is kind of the focus for the rest of my ministry is that the body parts that Paul talks about in that passage of 1 Corinthians, um, most of them are actually body parts that if we talk about the human body, the human body could live without. So he talks about like a foot and a hand and eyes and ears and different things like that. He doesn't talk about each of each of us as being like the heart or the mind or the kidneys or something like that that's actually really inherent for the body to keep going with. And Paul, as I kind of already mentioned, he was like a highly regarded Jewish leader. Uh, and so he would have known really well what we now call the Old Testament scriptures. And throughout the Old Testament, you do see people talk about the heart and talk about the kidneys and talk about different things like that. So it's not for like a lack of knowing about these things um, that Paul doesn't include them in in this passage. Like he knew they were there Um 
So he could have included them had he wanted to. So actually, I don't believe that it's a coincidence that he doesn't include these things in this passage. Because actually, when we kind of flip it a little bit, and rather than think about the parts of the body of Christ as like roles that are a bit more like genetic, like when we're talking about a spiritual gift or like someone who serves in a certain way, uh, when we think of the parts of the body of Christ as each and every one of us, that actually none of us are inherently needed for the body of Christ to continue. And that's like a little bit of a relief in some ways because none of us are going to be that perfect. We're all going uh, to mess up at times and we're all not going to be, we can't be perfect. Um, but actually, yeah, none of us are that heart, that kidney. None of us are like pumping the blood around the whole body to keep the whole thing going at all times. Um, but so the body of Christ, it would actually continue if I chose not to be a part of it. There's no, there's, I have not, I've not got that much power that I'm going to take down the body of Christ if I choose to step away from what God's um, calling me to do. And so I don't know how many of you, because I don't think it's on anymore, but would know about the game show The Cube. Yeah, know The Cube. Good, okay. Um, And there's also, you can now play it somewhere in Manchester as well, if anyone's done that. Um, So in The Cube, there is generally like small challenges that take place. And actually, when you think about them in general, they're quite simple things that people get asked to do. So there's one where... There's like a box of all like table tennis size balls and then like a clear box next to it with a little hole in it. And they get timed and they have to like use one hand to put all the balls into the clear box in, in a certain time. And you hear loads of them when they're doing it going, oh, if I could use two hands because I'd be able to like feed one to the other or I'd be able to go two at a time into the box, I'd easily do it, but I can't do it with one hand. Um, And then there's another one as well, which is one of the ones that probably looks the most simple where they just put this like really low bar out, which is like maybe up to your knee or something. And they make you take a few steps away from it. Um, But then they blindfold um, the, the player and literally just ask them to step over. In general, if there was just a low bar there, it'd be, you'd think it was a pretty easy thing to do. But as soon as the eyesight is taken out of it, actually that becomes a much more difficult task to do. Um, so actually, even though each of us aren't needed and necessary to keeping the body going, actually when every part plays its part together, the challenges that can come in our way, like the really low bar, which might look simple, um, actually are going to be so much easier to overcome as a church and as the body of Christ because we've got each and every um, part coming into that and playing its part. Um, Yeah, so even though the body of Christ, it would continue without you, how amazing is it that actually God would choose to involve and include each and every one of us in being part of those journeys that see people's lives transformed by Jesus, that God, he could do it on his own. He is almighty. He is all powerful. He doesn't need any of us to do anything to change people's lives, but actually he does let us be part of it and he lets us play our own roles in the body of Christ. Um, And some of you might be thinking, actually, I've got absolutely no idea 
what my part to play is and like that's great and I'd love to play that huge that part in the body of Christ I'd love to step into things in that way but I have no idea what my giftings are I have no idea what God's calling me to do I've no idea what's coming in my future or on the alternate side you might be just going through a certain circumstance now it might be through illness or through loads of different circumstances that can be going on that actually means that the part that you really feel called to play and something that you maybe you were doing in the past actually just at this time it isn't something that you can be stepping into at the moment and so there can be all sorts of ways that it means it's confusing for us to look at how do we play these parts and these roles in the body of Christ and the first thing that I like want to highlight in that is that actually, even if you're not sure on the plans that God's got for you, God does have incredible plans for your life. You have got gifts on, on your life. Um, and actually, I would encourage you to like ask God about those things, to seek wisdom in those things. And actually, that in his timing, he will reveal to you the things that he's asking you to do. And to continue to take those like really small steps of faithfulness, when actually you might not feel like you can see a big end goal or a big, this is where we're heading. But actually, sometimes in taking those small steps, God's taking you to a place that he wouldn't want to reveal to you now because it'd probably frighten the life out of you. So taking those small steps can actually be um, exactly what the part that God is asking you to play. And um, without getting too biology focused, <laughs> some of you who might be feeling it a bit like that, might feel a bit like you relate best as a body part to the appendix. So the appendix is said like or is kind of known to be this like useless human organ that like people talk about like we don't know why we've got it. Um, there is actually apparently I didn't read the research I read the google that said there was research um, about <laughs> that um, there's apparently quite a lot of research that says the appendix does uh, like play a part in digestion and in immunity but like the things that it creates can also be created elsewhere um, which means so it means the role that it plays isn't like specific to it which is why you can have your appendix removed um, and actually that you might feel at this time that you can't play that huge role that you're like thinking or used to playing in that way or you might feel like um, yeah that there's just it's it looks different to you at the minute than you expected it to be. Um, but I would actually argue that for the body of Christ, the appendix has an incredibly important role because actually for the appendix, it's something that you really have to do is to stay spiritually healthy. Um, that actually if the appendix stays healthy, if, as we think of it, us, if we focus wholly on building our relationship and deepen our, deepening our relationship with God um, and spending time at Jesus' feet and being an encouraging voice to the other parts around us, that actually that is an incredibly important role. Um, and that's a part that every single part of the body can be playing. It's a part that actually it's that sort of foundation baseline role for what every single person needs to be playing and when you look back at the passage where it said in verse 22 to 23 
it says that on the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honourable, we treat with special honour. That actually that part that doesn't seem maybe like as glamorous as being on the platform or as leading the kids ministry or whatever it is that that part is that you're called to play, actually is so incredibly important. Because when an appendix gets unhealthy, like when we're not focusing on our relationship with Jesus, when actually we might be being a voice of like discouragement to other people or maybe like things that have hurt you are starting to filter into the work that you're doing and filter into your part to play in the body of Christ. That actually when an appendix does get unhealthy, that's the point when the whole body starts to function less well because it starts off with pain and it starts off then increasing to the whole rest of the body and eventually it can end up in a surgery and recovery time and in that time the whole body is totally slowed down for a period while it has to relearn how to go about life without the appendix or how to go about life without this part that was a bit unhealthy before um yeah, so, and this, this, like I said, can happen to loads of things. It could be the leg that breaks. It could be all sorts of ways. It could be any role that you are playing. Um, this can happen in that actually we've all got that incredible responsibility that actually am I keeping myself as healthy in my relationship with God as I can am I being as encouraging as I can to the parts of the body that are around me that actually maybe I can play a part at the moment that looks like big or looks different in your view maybe I can't but actually like it said the parts that look weaker they're the ones that are indispensable and the parts that we might have considered before of being less honourable or saying that they've got no real part to play actually are those parts that we need to have like most focus on because ultimately if each of us was able to keep incredibly spirit, as spiritually healthy as we possibly could in ourselves, if each of us was encouraging everyone around you as much as possible and not being like a voice of discouragement or a negative voice in the body, actually they're the times when we keep the whole body functioning well rather than slowly being the impact that slows down the rest of the body of Christ. And ultimately our responsibility, each of us playing our part in the body of Christ, is to see the body have the most impact that it can in our world. And you know, it's the start of 2024. And so many people will be setting New Year's resolutions and goals and different things like that. But actually, what if we had a goal for this whole year and for our whole lives, that actually that whatever I do... I seek to see the kingdom of God expanded and I want to see more people have their lives transformed by Jesus. That that is the ultimate goal that we're going for. That's the part that we want to play in seeing the kingdom of God grow in this place. And actually on our own, none of us could ever do as much as when each of us plays our part together in that. And however small being an encouraging voice or keeping yourself healthy or being a positive voice in, in, a, in our church, seems to you actually they're the things that are indispensable that we can't do it without those things and yes we need loads of other roles as well but we can't do it um if we're kind of if we're not working together if we're not helping the body function together in the best way that it possibly can and how incredible incredible that God doesn't need us but he would let us be part of it so 
it's just that question, isn't it? That are you committed to your part? Are you committed to, to however small it might seem to you to saying, God, I just want to deepen my relationship with you. I just want to sit more at your feet. I want to encourage the people that are around me. Yes, you might have other roles and other things that you're asking me to do, but ultimately I just want to know you better. And actually, if we all grew in that to know God better and better, and that was all of our goals, then how incredible would our church as part of the whole world body of Christ look? Um, that actually each of us is falling at Jesus's feet. So we're going to head back into a time of worship in a moment. Um, and actually, but if you do want any prayer for any reason during that, there's so many different things that could um that, yeah, that, that could mean you want prayer for. It could be in yourself. You want someone to stand by you and say, actually, I need to get back closer into my relationship with God. I need to go deeper back with Jesus. That that might be something you want someone to stand with you in prayer for. Then feel free to come out for prayer for that. It might be that you want prayer because you want to know what specific roles God's got for you to play in the body of Christ. It might be that you want to want to know what parts and different things that he's got for you. There could be so many reasons. So we just want to offer that out. If anybody wants to come out for prayer as we go into this time of worship, There are so many people that want to stand with you in prayer, in whatever it is that you're wanting prayer for this morning. Um, So I'm just going to pray for us before we head into a time of worship. And yeah, Father God, we just, we thank you for who you are, God. We thank you that you would choose to use each and every one of us to be part of your of your hands and feet in this world, God. That you would choose each and every one of us to be part of the body of Christ, God. And We just pray that whatever roles it is that you've placed on each of us, God, I pray that we will give you our yes, Father, that we will give you our obedience. God, that we will step in to serving you wholeheartedly, God, and ultimately we pray that we will play our role of being at your feet, God, of getting to know you better, Father, of deepening our relationship with you, God. We just, we thank you for who you are, God, and we just pray over 2024 now, God. We pray as the body of Christ, God, that you will use us to expand the kingdom of God in this world, God. I pray that you will use each and every one of us in ways that we can't even imagine, God, that we can't even dream of, Father, because the things that you see, the visions that you have are greater than anything that we could see, God. And yeah, we pray that we will be your hands and feet in this world, God. We pray that we will be falling at your feet, God. God, we thank you for the incredible testaments to your goodness and your faithfulness that we're going to see this year and beyond, Father. God, we thank you that you ultimately already have the victory, God. We thank you that nothing we can do can bring down the body of Christ, God. But I pray that each of us will be committed to keeping the whole body as healthy as we possibly can do, Father. God, we leave 2024 at your feet, God. As the body of Christ, Father, we just pray that we will do what what you're asking us to do, Father, and that you will do what only you can with that, God. Yeah, amen, amen. Yeah, let's worship together.